It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. And uh, the girls' basketball season underway this uh, week. There's a big game uh, tonight. We'll get to all of that. Um, We also had more hockey this week. Saw a couple of games uh, last night. Um, and both Northern and Marysville got nice wins. So uh, there'll be some, some positive to talk about on the, uh, the show. And I'm positive after uh, at least seeing Marine City play that we were right on the Girl Scouting Report about them. Yeah, and there's a few girls that we need to add their name to the Scouting Report for, that I saw for both sides in the Northern Yale game because there's a couple freshmen in that game that are going to be problems for teams, not in future years, but right now. All right, so we'll get to all of that in just a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. 
Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. DuraClean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. And it's time to talk a little girls uh, basketball as uh, the uh, season has gotten going. A handful of games uh, this week, and we've seen a few. Let's uh, start uh, with Port Huron Northern because I'm going to see them tonight against Marysville. You saw them in the opener against uh, Yale, and there were a couple of players in this game that stood out for you that were players that were not on our radar. So for Port Huron Northern, hey, Charlotte Eastman, Kate Nichols, the Ramo, Shannon Falco, all were there and all played well. They rotated a lot of players. Uh, Ryan Rossi was getting different players in, but there was a couple freshmen one on each team, and Northern had another freshman that I thought played well, too. But the story coming out of this game was for Port Huron Northern, Jadlyn Freeman, for Yale, it is Sadie Dykstra. Those are both players that are going to be problems for teams the next four years that are going to be names we say consistently for the next four years. And, you know, in, in girls' basketball, it's not as uncommon to have freshmen playing. So when a freshman starts, you don't immediately go, oh, they're going to be the best player. Because sometimes you get freshmen that come up and play. It's just the nature of the beast. However, you could tell from the first couple of possessions that they both move quickly. They both have that, that, that fast twitch. And both maybe were a little nervous because neither scored a ton early, but once they got going, the third quarter was back and forth between Sadie Dykstra and Jade Jade Freeman. Uh, They both ended up being the leading scorers, 12 for Freeman and 11 for Dykstra. Sorry, Alyssa Barr was the leading scorer for Yale. We'll talk about her in a minute. Uh, Northern falls to Yale 41-37 in a very tight game. I don't think there was ever more than a five-point difference between these two teams. And the first quarter was a 6-6 game. And sometimes when you have a 6-6 game, you go, Ugh, that was a sloppy half of, of sloppy quarter of basketball. Not really the case. It was just good defense. Yeah, they probably missed some shots. I'm sure the coaches looking at film would say it was sloppy. But you watched it and you just went, these are two good defensive basketball teams. And uh, Barr, you, you mentioned, uh, I saw her last year in the district and she had a really good uh, game against... Imlay City of all teams. 
and she's um, only a sophomore. Yeah. So these two teams have a lot of young talent. Again, all the other players I named for Northern were impressive. Pearl Porritt for Northern is a freshman. She knows her role is to shoot, and she does it without fear, and I loved it. She came <laughs> off the bench. You know, sometimes freshmen come off the bench, you're nervous, your first varsity experience, you kind of are a little hesitant, you, you're thinking, no thinking for her. She got the ball, and she has as quick of a release as you'll see in the air. She catches it. She missed the first couple, but she hit a big three in the third quarter. I think it put Northern ahead a by a few more, and... She, she knows she's a shooter, and there's going to be a game this year where Pearl Port has 12, 15 points, and she scores about, hits three or four threes in probably two minutes, and a team blinks, and they're down by 20 because of her. For Yale, um, the senior Abby Dykstra was a nice player to see. Gracie Ostrander was a bright spot, but Alyssa Barr kind of took over the game. You could tell early they wanted to work the game through her, and Northern was doing a good job taking it away, so Sadie Dykstra got hers. She got up to 11 points. I think she was held at 11 through the third quarter um, there and after because they took her away, but then Alyssa Barr went off, ended up with 15, and ended up getting Yale the win, but those two freshmen were the bright spots in this game, were the ones that if you were in the gym, everyone's going away going, those are two really good players. I'm hoping to uh, get your thoughts on Jade Freeman when you see her tonight uh, because she actually fouled out in the fourth quarter, and she does everything. She rebounds, plays defense, scores, and she's going to be the main scorer for them because Falco, Eastman, Nichols are all really good players, but none of them are pure scorers where it's those kind of by committee last year. You add a girl like Freeman to the mix that has that scoring ability, you're going to have a dangerous starting five. Yeah, you know, it, it's it confidence is a big thing, but want to is is what I call it. You have to want to score. Right. Like every good scorer wants to score. Caitlin Kane is a great example. I want to score. I'm going to Julia Gilbert. I want to score. I'm going to score. You're not going to stop me. And they don't get discouraged if a couple of shots don't go in or if you've got two points at halftime. I don't know how many times those those players have two points at halftime and finish the game with 20. Right. And Northern's going to be an issue, but Yale after just one game and I usually don't like to do this after one data point one game. But with the BWAC being kind of a question for us, not really knowing, I'm going to say Yale's going to be in that top contention for the BWAC because, you know, talking with, with Northern's coach after the game, and I asked, wow, that was a couple of really good freshmen. And all he had to say about Sadie Dykes, he goes, yeah, she's the truth. And you're going to see she's going to be an issue for a lot of teams. And she was. And, yeah, uh, uh, this – a couple freshmen that we didn't know about going in because there's some we have heard about, but immediately Sadie Dykstra is right on the map and Jade Freeman right on the map. Pearl Porritt made her mark as well. And these are players that you're going to be interested in. But Northern's got a, a very nice core with them. I mean, they started four sophomores and a freshman. 
I don't know how their starting lineup got younger from a year ago, but it <laughs> did. Well, I mean, you, you graduated McGregor, you graduated mm. Landshut. Right, but still, they graduate, they, or they start four sophomores and a freshman, and they have some nice players off the bench. This is going to be a Northern team that, if they make strides, you can kind of tell this is in the early Genesis stages of what could be a really solid team going forward. Northern has a lot of nice pieces. So does Yale. They're a little more senior heavy, but that's a team I expect. One game, they've impressed me. I expect them to be competing for a BWAC title. Uh, It's interesting because, you know, after tonight, there'll still be 20 games right in, in the season. But Northern falls by four points in their first game. And Marysville lost uh, their first uh, game to a, a pretty good North Branch team, we think. Um, and they're going to play each other tonight at Marysville. One of these teams is going to get their first win of the season, and the other is going to start the year 0-2. So it's it's actually, to me, I know there's a lot of basketball to be played, and you can recover from an 0-2 start, but kind of a big game. And what I'm interested to see from Marysville is who's going to do the sto- scoring and who are they going to put defensively on Freeman and how are they going to attack that? Because as much as I was impressed with their offense because you had seven different Husky score in the loss, their defense was really solid outside of one quarter in, in the fourth quarter. They, they kind of held Yale somewhat in check. The third quarter was back and forth, but it was the fourth quarter that, that doomed Northern. This is a very interesting game that I'm going to keep my eye on the result of. Uh, and, and maybe this doesn't factor in at all, but you're, you're Northern. You played the first game in your own gym. You know, there, there's a little bit of a comfort level there. Now you got to go to Marysville's gym and, and play. I, I know it's just down the road. 10 minutes, but does that make a difference? I don't. I Maybe more for Marysville because they had to go all the way out to North Branch, and now they, they get to get a game at home. But, yeah, it kind of feels like both teams a little bit of back against the wall. You don't want an 0-2 start, especially if you're uh, the defending regional champs. I have to figure something out, and I want to see who scores for Marysville. I want to see who puts up the points. It was Wolters, I think, had nine led all scorers. Miller was kind of quiet, but that's sometimes shooters are quiet. Um, that's one, hey, hit a couple of threes and maybe things change. But I'm going to be uh, keeping my eye on this game with, uh, with intent to see just how it plays out. And maybe not who wins, but how they win. Yeah, and I'm looking for Marysville to amp up the, the defense because I, I know they won't be happy about giving up 50-plus points to North Branch. Absolutely. Well, you saw a team play some pretty good defense. Yeah, uh, th- this was a, an interesting game be- because the final is 41-24. Marine City beats Elginac. The second half was 18-17. to It w- it was basically, this was a close basketball game except for about a four- to five-minute stretch. It was four to four, six minutes into the game. And then it was 14-4 by the end of the quarter. So in that two-minute stretch, Marine City scored 10 points, and then they scored the first five points of the second quarter. That 15 nothing run is basically the difference in, in the game. It's a two-point game the rest of the basketball game. But for a four- or five-minute stretch, it was 15 nothing Marine City, and that's where they won the game. And they gave us what we expected. We said it goes through Blanchard, it goes through Dietland. 
Well, guess who had 28 of the 41 points? Blanchard, Blanchard and Dietland. And Blanchard scored eight in the first quarter, all during that two-minute spurt where they scored 10 points. She finished with 16. Dietland had a quiet 12. I mean, they don't really run plays for her. The, the, she doesn't. But she's just always active. She's always doing something, and you're always saying her name, grabbing a rebound. She's the wild card. Um, you know, she gets to the free throw line, and she's got some range. Marine City, and, and this was the other weird thing about it. Marine City didn't take a lot of threes, and I'm used to Mariner teams jacking them up. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and she made their only three-pointer in the game, and they, they probably only took four or five three-point shots the entire game. If you don't need to take them, why take them? Yeah. Uh, but the wild card for them, and, and and the player we didn't talk about that we probably should have, was Maya Simons. She ended up scoring nine points, and her baskets came in important spurts where, you know, oh, Marine City could use some points on this trip, and she was very aggressive. She really attacked, um, and she had a good game. If if that's a cog that gets them nine points every night, they're going to be tough. Right. They're going to be tough because you already know Blanchard and Dietland are going to be 10 or better. And that's why Marine City was dangerous last year is they had other players. They didn't have to rely on one or two girls to score. They had other ones that could do so. And it's a, it's a good opening win for Marine City. Hey, builds a little bit of confidence with, hey, you lost some players, a little bit of unknown who's going to be those role players. But, yeah, having a Simon step up like that has to feel good if you're Jeff Austin. And then other players didn't score but still played well. Bailey Haslam played well. I thought Alyssa Chartier played well. Uh, Volkman handles the ball a lot. She only had two points in the game, but she plays well. Sydney Smith only had two points. I wonder how many assists Volkman ended up minutes. with because I feel like she's one that almost always has more assists than yeah. points just because that's the what her job is. Yep. Uh, and Paige Nelson g- gave them um, some good minutes. Uh, for Algonac. It's not all doom and gloom. Uh, J.C. Reams, we know from softball, and she's just a sophomore. She scored 12 points in this game, and, and she's got kind of a, an attack mentality uh, on the offensive side. Ella Stevenson's just a good athlete. Right. She scores nine points by accident um, <laughs> just because uh, she's there. I like Danielle Rowland. Um, she didn't have a great game. But, uh, you know, the, I remember her from last yeah, year. Al- Algonac's got a tall team because Dee DeLang is playing a- as well. So, I mean, Algonac's got a little bit of size. Um, they kind of get in their own way. Sometimes they had a lot of turnovers. But early on, Marine City had a lot of turnovers. They cleaned that up in the second half. I think the first two weeks of the season, you can pardon turnovers. It's when they keep happening. Maybe once you get past Christmas, past the new year, and you're starting to get to league play, if they're still happening then, that's when the red flag goes up. But I can excuse them for a week or two because it's the beginning of the season. You're just trying to figure everything out. But if they keep happening, that's when it becomes the issue. And, and the, the problem, problem for Algonac might be depth. They've only got nine kids on the, the, the team. So the, the starting five play a lot. Um, uh, they really, they have to, um, and some of the kids coming off the bench are a little young right now. Yeah. So, so. uh, that's what we had on Wednesday night last. Well, I believe we had, um, 
one other score from Wednesday night, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, we did. Richmond gets the win over New Haven 39-20. Always good when you can get in the win column early in the season, even if it's a little bit of a weaker opponent. You got to take care of those weaker opponents, and Richmond doesn't have a lot of 19-point wins under their belt, so that's a nice job yeah, by that's, them. That, that, that's always – it's not just confidence winning a game. It's kind of confidence when you can coast in a win. When you talk about coasting, Dennis, I don't know if I've ever seen this before or if I'll ever see it again. I don't know if you've seen this in your 30 years. Well, I've seen some interesting ones. You have. <laughs> Have you ever seen a team get shut out for two consecutive quarters? No, that I have not seen. Well, well no, yes, you I did. That back. Yes, and it was I in a boys' thought, game. Yes, it was the I saw New the, Haven the, the St. New Haven St. Clair. St. Clair didn't score until there was two minutes left in the third quarter. Cross Lex beat Deckerville forty-five ten, and Cross Lex held Deckerville scoreless for about twenty in-game minutes. It was six to four. Uh, Cross Lex was on top in the in the first quarter. They scored a bucket right before the buzzer to make it eight to four at the end of the first. Going into the fourth quarter, it was thirty seven to four. Wow. Croslex is improved from last year. Thirty one nothing run. Yeah. And I think they scored a couple buckets before Deckerville finally scored in the fourth. Uh but Croslex is improved from last year. They didn't have one star that popped out, but they had a lot of nice pieces and if we're being honest, Deckerville just didn't have a ball handler that could handle the press. Savannah Krampitz only had five points, but probably was had a hand in 10 or so turnovers. She pressured the ball right at half court, and that's why Deckerville couldn't get a good look at the basket. Uh, I think Mackenzie Dennison, she had eight points, probably had double-digit steals. I don't think anyone was keeping that stat, but it felt like every time there was a turnover, Every other one was Dennison. Um, Isabella Edwards had 11 points. She was a nice player inside. And then they just had a bunch of different players score. Krampett scored. Emma Knoll scored. Rankin scored. Schultz scored. Hillock scored. Conley scored. Persig scored. Edwards and Dennison all scored. So they spread the wealth. The leading score was Edwards with 11. But they got up and they were able to get some younger players, maybe some players that don't play as much, some playing time. And Croslex looks a little better than last year. I mean, I don't know how many times they put up 45 points. Granted, Deckerville struggled a lot. Again, they scored 10 points. But Croslex, you have to give them a little credit. They forced the issue a bit. And you don't shut out a team for two quarters by accident. No, and, and here's the other thing. So maybe they're not going to score 45 points every game. But I don't care who you get them against. It feels good for those kids to see the ball go in the basket. Yes, it's a confidence thing. It's contagious. Talk about it in baseball and softball all the time. And basketball, hey, Croslex gets an opening night win. They'll be back in action next week against Harbor Beach. A chance to go to 2-0 and and really build a little rapport and a little confidence. We talked about that. We talked about it before that they got better as the season went last year. They just couldn't score. And again, Having a nice opening game, seeing the ball go through the hoop. Uh, again, I, I just expect to continue to see improvement. Now, I'm not saying Croslex is winning the BWAC. The BWAC is still tough. Uh, Emily City beat Clio this yeah, 48 -38, week. 48-38, which... So, I'm sure Emily City is just fine. Yeah, they <laughs> might not be quarterfinal contending good, but they are going to still 
want to keep that BWAC crown because it's been a long time since they lost a game in the BWAC. You know, and we know our is going to be good. So um, North Branch already flexed against or against Marysville. BWAC might be tough up top, and yeah, I just talked about Yale. But that's a nice win for Croslex, a nice dominant win over a Deckerville team. Again, anytime you win 45-10, you got to be feeling good about that. Yeah, that, that was uh, some pretty solid uh, stuff. All right, anything you want to add in with basketball? Uh, no, but uh, again, MLA City with a 10-point win after losing so much to put up 48 points in that whole situation. you got to feel good about that. Yeah, I still think that they have good players, and I'm going to still hold that that they'll be – pretty good and until somebody in the BWAC knocks them off I'm going to say the target is still on Imlay City I know that there's other good teams and that there should be some competition this year but I got to go with until somebody beats them they're still my champs Um, and tonight Northern Marysville 7 o'clock tip from uh, Marysville that should be a big game in girls basketball yeah other games going on but we will not be at uh, in girls basketball, Chippewa Valley's at Port Huron, Marine City at South Lake, St. Clair uh, is at New Haven. I think that Marine City South Lake game may have been canceled. I'll have to double check. Uh, Armada at Kingston, Burton Bendel at Sandusky, going for another win in the to what seven ninety two. Yep, tonight would they, be they, with a win. They got a win in the first one, and then Port Huron's at Thumb Legion think that's it in hockey. That's hockey, yes. In hockey, because we'll talk about hockey. Anchor Bay and Romeo play at Suburban tonight. Yes, they do. So uh, you saw two hockey games last night. Saw two hockey games last night. uh, Saw both Northern and Marysville in uh, action, and they both came out victorious. We'll get into the details of that next. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250 7520 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. Let's talk a little hockey uh, now as uh, both Port here on Northern and Marysville were in action at McMorrin Arena on uh, Thursday night. Start with the Huskies. They were the early game. They were taking on Rochester Stony Creek. Stony Creek came in with an 0-2 record. Northern was uh, 1-2 uh, after losing the Larry Manns. And you wonder how that would affect or impact them. Uh, and quite frankly, I didn't like the way they came out and played the first 10, 11 minutes of the hockey game. And then something funny happened. They got scored on, <laughs> fell behind one nothing, and all of a sudden they woke up, and gradually as the game went on, they took control and they ended up winning pretty easily. Uh, Christian Burkhart scored a power play goal, 10:45 into the first period, to make it one nothing for Stony Creek. And Northern was just—they were sloppy. They were turning pucks over. 
they were missing opportunities at the other end when, when they would uh, arise. But after that goal, something snapped in the Huskies, and they really started to pick it up. Silas Klink made a beautiful pass out of his own zone to Bryson Smith out at center ice. He was behind the defense. He went in, scored to tie the game just a a minute or so after they'd given up the first goal. And he ended up getting a hat trick in this game, uh, plus an assist. He has really been the go-to guy for them to start the season. And they're pretty balanced. You know how Northern plays. They roll their lines. Right. They, um, they don't just lean on one or two Yeah, people. no, they, they, don't, they don't favor any line over any other. They, they, they roll the lines. They're pretty consistent, too. They're, they're letting the kids kind of play together in their uh, units. But, but Smith has really been a stra- uh, standout. He really shoots the puck. Like, he picks corners, and he's just that that kind of a guy. So it was 1-1 after 1. They came on in the second period, and the game changed about five minutes into the second. Stony Creek took back-to-back penalties. And Northern had a 5-on-3 and scored quickly. Tanner Scotcher picked a corner to make it 2-1, to one, and then Smith scored to make it 3-1 to one on the 5-on-4. Um, and and it, yeah, you see teams score on a five-on-three, but they don't usually get that second goal. Right. But they scored so quickly into the five-on-three that they still had like almost a minute and 50 seconds. It was like they still had a full power play to work with. Uh, so those two goals made it three-to-one and kind of blew it open. Silas Klink got a goal later in the, the period that was kind of a bad goal. Like that was the one where I thought the Rochester-Stony Creek goalie probably wants that one back, but... That made it 4-1. to one. Smith got his hat-trick goal on another power play in the third period. That was the other thing. Huskies power play, 3-for-4 last night. Power plays were really good last night at McMoran Arena. I don't know why, but I saw 11 power plays and I saw 6 goals. So you do the math. That's really good. <laughs> Over 50%. Over 50%. But uh, Smith ended up with uh, 3 goals and an assist. Clink and Scotcher, 2 defensemen. Like we were wondering where the offense was going to come for Northern, they kind of really they they spread it out. Other than Smith, who has six goals now to start the season, Northern's got a lot of guys with one, two, three goals. So there there's been a lot of balance. What they're going to need to avoid are the bad starts. Like you can't come out and play ten or eleven bad minutes in a league game or you will be down a lot. Yes, and I think that's probably the message that was conveyed, and it's, I'm glad to see that they snapped out of it and then poured it on to a team they probably should have poured it on to. Yeah, and Landon uh, Bumgardner gets his first win, makes 19 saves. He had two assists. That's odd. <laughs> that's very like, odd. You'll see an odd assist here or there for a goalie, but not two in a game. He, he's the new point man. He had two assists on two power play goals. Long, long lead passes? No, just, you know, um, the, the, the Northern scored a, a – they scored a couple of – a power play goal on a setup, and they scored a couple of power play goals on rushes mm. up the ice. Um, and, and he was involved uh, in, in part of that. Now, uh, Marysville really didn't have any problems with North Oakland. 9-1 to one was the final score in two periods. But I'm going to tell you this. North Oakland's not that bad. And the game wasn't that uneven. 
but the there difference was, yeah. was Tyler McKinney plays goal for Marysville and he stops most of the shots. Uh, and the young man that was in for North Oakland last night, Augie uh, Villawan, a small, young kid, first start, and he really struggled in the first period. Yeah. Uh, Mar- Marysville figured it out after a couple of shots that if we shoot the puck at the net, it's probably going in. Now, to the kid's credit, he came out in the second period and played a lot better. Maybe but, it was nerves. But in the first period, he faced nine shots, and six of them went in. Yeah, that's not, that's not good. And, and that's the, not a good formula. And, and the game was, was 6 nothing at the, at the end of one, and you could, you know, the, the, shot, the first period shots, if I told you shots on goal in the first period, Marysville 9, North Oakland 8, you're not thinking the score is 6 nothing. Marysville. 2-1 maybe? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're thinking it, it, it's a close game. Um, but, um, again... Noah LaValle, Ben LaValle, Braden Turner. That's the straw that Turner had five points, goal and four assists. Ben LaValle, two goals and assists. Noah LaValle, a goal and, and, and two assists. And you thought Turner actually had two goals at, at first. Well, I, I thought he scored the, the – he ended up getting an assist on the last goal. Noah LaValle was the guy. It was, it was hard to tell. It was a scrambly play, and the puck actually bounced up in the air over the goalie and into the net, which was really weird. Um, but, um, yeah, they ended up giving Noel LaValle credit for that last goal. But, again, so that line scores four goals, and they get 11 points in the game. LaValle's got uh, – Noel LaValle's got 14 points already this season. And what? Four Six games. games. Six games. That's and that was a, the fourth a, straight win for the Vikings. That's a pretty good start. So, Marysville started – got to remember, they started 0-2. Yeah, they had that tough overtime loss to Romeo. Then they went out to Wald Lake and lost four to two. They haven't lost since. No, no, they haven't. Uh, they're scoring a lot of goals. I have to feel their their confidence is through the roof right now. And and again, we talked about will they get secondary scoring? Absolutely, they're getting Brody Tuffin four goals already this season. He sniped two last night. Um, Gavin Vernarski had a, a goal. Connor Coates had a goal. I thought Wallace scored. They gave it to, to Myers, so it must have been a double deflection on the, on the second Viking goal. Um, already Garrett Schroeder has scored a goal this year. Thick has scored a goal this year. Donaldson uh, didn't get a, a – I think he got a couple of assists in this game, but he's played really well for them. Everybody's kind of getting on the board Kaza had an assist last night, couple of assists for Tanner uh, Kuhn, and even McKinney got an uh, assist uh, in the game last what night. What is it with the goalie so assists yeah, last the, night? The, the goalie's uh, getting three assists. He had an assist in Larry Manns, too. He had an assist on Donaldson's empty net goal. So I'm seeing a lot of goalie scoring this year. Maybe I'll see a goalie score a goal finally. Uh, that's it's that's the, a stretch. It's the only thing. Hey, it's the only thing I haven't called in a hockey game yet. You've never seen a goalie. Never score. seen a goalie score. Hit, hit the goalpost once. But really? I've never seen the goalie score. How close? Where? What was that that you uh, said? Ole Sundstrom of the Border Cats. He shot it f- from his own zone down the ice, and it bounced past the goalie and off the goalpost. Oh wow! We were in Utica. Wow. That's 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 your one white whale. That was that was my one. And Do you I want to put a bounty had an, out? another border cat goalie, Dave Lamanowitz, shot at the empty net once and missed by about five feet. Do you want a, a bounty out if a goalie can score? No, I just <laughs> it'd be it'd be cool to, to it does happen. Yes, so it'd be cool to to be a part of one and 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 see it happen and 
call a goalie scoring a goal. Uh, and it, and at the rate they're getting assists, maybe I'll get one. Maybe. Goalies are active these days. They like to, to come out and wander. But, yeah, it, it was it was all Marysville on the scoreboard early, but to be quite honest about it, it was a fairly back-and-forth even game. It's just that when North Oakland would get a chance, Tyler McKinney standing there, mm-hmm. and when Marysville would get a chance, the, the young freshman goalie just didn't have a prayer. No. So a couple good wins for our local teams. Port Huron takes on Thumb Legion tonight. And that will be maybe a chance for Port Huron to steady the waters. And Thumb Legion probably smells blood in the water. Well, Th- and Thumb Legion hasn't played for a while. They, they played uh, two games a couple weeks ago before the Mans, and they haven't played since. So they're 1-1 one one on the season. Lentner is off to a great start. He had 30 goals last year. He's got five in the first two games this year. He's, he's probably looking at the numbers going, boy, tonight's a night where I should get some goals. Uh, and and he'll be a problem for the Big Reds. I think that's the guy that they really need to watch. Um, and, and again, PH lost to Grand Blank on Wednesday, eight to one at uh, McMoran Arena. So they've had four tough games. They've been outscored thirty nine to three. But again, they've got a guy that's new at playing goal, mm. and they've got ten skaters. Right. Um, that's going to be tough. So it doesn't affect Thumb Legion, but as we talked about last show, Sandusky does have a new name, and I think we'll get into that next because through all of it, I think Sandusky ended up all right. Okay, well, we'll, we'll talk about uh, that in uh, just a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 980 
787-2185. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. So the real question here on uh, today's uh, program is, have we made Brady happy? Yes. Okay. And the answer is yes. So Sandusky's mascot is now, they are now the Sandusky Wolves. The the board voted on it. It is official. They are the Sandusky Wolves. They were picking between the Sandusky Phoenix, Sandusky Ravens, Sandusky Raptors, and Sandusky, well, they had Coyote slash Wolves and ultimately decided on Wolves. And Dennis, I showed you what the mock-up of the logo looks like. And I don't, I don't mind it. it they... They retraced their steps because their first set of like three or four options, we didn't like any of them. <laughs> Not that we matter. No, but. but personally, we didn't like any of them. And then with the new set, Wolves wouldn't be my number one choice, but I have no qualms with it. I think it of those looks four sharp. options, I like Wolves the best. And I think the logo looks nice. There's an S in the fur of the wolf, and you can keep the red and black, so you don't have to change a lot there. And I think the logo looks nice. I think it looks sharp, and it, hey, it, it works for Sandusky, and there's not a ton of wolves in the state of Michigan that the high school called themselves Wolves. Yeah. No, I, uh, I got no problem with that. Really, I wasn't going to have a problem with any name that they came up with. I just, like, the Phoenix just doesn't roll off the, the tongue for me. I get what they were trying to go for with, like, the the new name rising yeah. from the ashes. Um, I at least understood what they were trying to do there. And that's good for the first year or two, but then after a while, it's your name. Right. So... Right, like I know Clarkston. After a while, it's not going to be new. Clarkston's the big ones that are the Wolves, but they're, I mean, you're, it's going to be a, hard to find a name that is completely unique unless you went a little off the board, but 
Again, Wolves. Yeah, if you go around, Onion Kings is about the only name nobody else has. And that's not even their name. That was <laughs> their old name. not their name anymore, yeah. Or the that, Flivers that was up in Kingsford. Martin was used to be called the Onion Kings, and they wore like throwback uniforms when they played Brown City in the semifinals. And yeah, Kingsford is the Flithers, which isn't that like a car? Yeah. Yeah. It's like an old Model T kind of car. So... Sandusky picks its new name, and not that it matters, but I think it gets the passing grade from us, and there, yeah, there were much worse options they could yeah. have chose. I mean, I, I was still, the, the big one for me was, was Bucks. I just think it sounds, Sandusky Bucks just sounds cool, but Sandusky Wolves, I don't mind that. No, it'll work, and we'll be used to it by this time next year. I'm sure we'll slip up. I mean... You still hear a couple of broadcasters. If you watch baseball, they'll call them the Indians. They'll yep. and most no one because the Redskins have gone through now three different names of the old Redskins. So now they're the the Commanders. So that's usually good. But I'm sure we'll have a slip up once or twice. But we'll be used to Wolves by next year. And it was a long turvy road, topsy turvy road to get to Wolves. But I'm glad they finally landed on something that. Is nice. Again, I, I do like the logo. The color scheme looks good. I like the red outline on the logo. And I think you can do a lot of cool stuff with it. The one that I will mess up is when Port Huron picks a new name. Well, because you've been doing a lot more yeah, Port Huron I, I, stuff. I mean, si- since I've come to town, I've done a lot of Port Huron sports. And it, I'll, I will probably slip slip up and, and call them the Big Reds. It might take you till next basketball season yeah. to get it out of your system. But, yeah, now that Sandusky, now that's behind us. Now we get to start anew with Port Huron High <laughs> and see what they want to go with. And uh, just a word of advice, if there's anyone listening that's making decisions in the Port Huron board, learn from Sandusky. Don't put out a list of rules that are vague and arbitrary that you don't end up following. Well, yeah, I mean, do we, that's where a lot of do we even like? Are, are, is there going to be public say in this? Are the kids going to get to to pick, or is this just going to be something that the board's going to sit down and go, "Let's pick this name," or someone's had a name, a couple ideas ready? Yeah. Again, we said if you wanted to be kind of unique, you could use. Uh, Something with the area. I mean, there's a lot of river something like river monsters, river something. You could go with a fish. It could be the walleye or something like that. But I don't know what exactly Port Huron wants to do or how they want to approach it. But there's a lot of different things you can do. Do they want to kind of do what Sandusky did and keep the same color scheme, just change the name? Um, yeah. you, didn't, you didn't like my idea of the dog catchers. Yeah, and show the show a guy yeah. chasing a husky. husky. Yeah, that's a little too <laughs> on the nose. That's your big rival. Yeah, they have. Yeah, no, no, I did not like that. <laughs> I was trying. I was trying yes. to be creative. Yes, you were. And and get I, something that's going to get the other side involved. And, and I, I understand, but <laughs> yeah, it's. I just. I'm going to be curious to see if they do what Sandusky didn't allow public submissions for ideas because I'm sure there's a ton of names you can pick for Port here on High, and there's a lot of things you can do with it. It's just how quickly do you want to get this done? How unique do you want to be? How just nondescript do you want well, to be? Well, I, I do like the idea that they made this, uh, said we're making the change, but we're retiring the current name at the end of this school year. So 
we'll have the summer into next fall to have everything ready. And don't be surprised if you hear about a new name for Port Huron High sooner or later because the reason why Sandusky was delayed was because they couldn't get the grant, uh, the the Native American fund that helps schools replace Native American imagery. Um, the reason why Sandusky couldn't had to delay is because they didn't have a new name picked. So Port Huron High, if they want that, those funds are going to have to pick a new name by the end of the school year to say, hey, this is what we're replacing it with if they want to get the ball rolling. Otherwise, they're waiting a whole another year, and they're going to be the Port Huron, Port Huroners. Yeah, and you, the, the process has really been going on for a little while because a lot of what used to be in the gymnasium isn't there when they repainted. Right. So, again, it just depends. Do they have no idea what the new name's going to be? Do they have a short list of 10 to 15 names? Do they have one hand selected already and they're just not telling people yet? I don't know, but I just hope they come up with something nice. And I'd say at the end of the day, Sandusky ended up getting it right. Took a little longer than you'd think it should have, and maybe the process was not as streamlined as you would have liked, but... What matters is at the end of the day, the Sandusky Wolves look nice, and in 20 years, people are going to like the Wolves, and they're going to like the logo, and they're going to like everything about it. Yeah, everything takes a little bit of time. You're never going to make everybody happy, but eventually, yeah, people will get used to it, and the new name will stick, uh, and yeah, I think it's a good name. Yeah, so... Um, and I like the logo. I hope that is the logo they use. Yeah, it looks like it was just kind of a mock-up, not like a hundred percent, like a rough draft. Like it's the, the main elements are there. Again, Mike Gallagher has it on his Twitter at Sandalac Sports. If you want to take a look at it, but if you want to like just touch it up a little bit, maybe add a little detail here or there, you'll be good. But anyway, I do like the logo. Port here on high. Take notes of. At least how to design that logo. I don't know who made it, but I think it was well done. Yeah, uh, and and maybe I can get a plug in here for uh, TP logos. <laughs> they, they, they've got a, a lot of stuff that's going to be collector's items, so you might want to go in well, there and take a look at what they have. Well, yeah. Anyway, and they'll have the new stuff. To uh, they'll be one of the first to have the new stuff. Oh, absolutely. So. Anyway, uh, Dennis, remind everyone where you are tonight, and then we don't have anything Saturday or Sunday. I, I think a, a, a big game tonight in girls' basketball. Port here on Northern at Marysville. It's not just the rivalry, but both teams are looking to bounce back from uh, losses earlier in the week. Nobody wants to start their season 0-2. One of them has to because you can't play to a tie. So it should be a fun game. Uh, looking for around uh, a 6.45 pregame with a 7 o'clock tip. Again, we're at the Mercy of the JV game. Sounds good. All right. Anything else? That's all I got. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.